0: Welcome back to Modern Day Disciples,
1: a.k.a. MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. My
0: name is Kevin Bernaga. I'm the youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in San Jose, California.
1: And my name is Ana Fuentes, uh, the youth minister at St. Anthony Parish in San Jose, California. Happy Sunday, dude. Happy Sunday. We are back. We are back. This is...
0: Ready? nine episodes our next episode is double digits
1: double digits i'm a freak
0: out it's gonna be crazy i wonder who our guest will be that day
1: i think it's the first sunday of the month next week will be praise it and worship it has
0: to be a praise and worship sunday Ooh. so tune in for that that's exciting we're excited for
1: it uh so how was your week kevin
0: my week has been really good actually um a highlight i would say of of this past week was hanging out with my friend obi Oh, wait, the name sounds familiar. Yes, yeah, so Ovi, I talked about him, I think, in our first episode about my my encounter story. And he was the one that really kind
1: of was the key. He was the guy in the Matrix moment, right?
0: Yeah, that was like, hey, either trust, like, trust me and I promise this retreat might change your life. Or you can choose the other hand and you can just go home. And mm. so I chose to go to that retreat. Obviously, it's brought me to where I am today and thank God it has. But yeah, Ovi hit me up a few days ago and... Uh, He just asked me randomly like I was getting ready in the morning and he gave me a call He's like, do you want to grab some lunch? And I'm like, yeah, of course I want to grab some lunch with you And so we went to uh, Bill's Cafe over the the hill over the hill from SFOA on Cotto Road We grabbed a good brunch and had a good conversation just caught up. He's just starting a new job um, And yeah, our, our lives are busy, but it's really awesome to be able to just reconnect again um and see each other and I told him about the podcast and he said he'll take a listen to the first one uh so I hope I hope it's
1: hope he makes it to this one
0: I, yeah I hope <laughs> he makes it to this one I hope he keeps listening
1: Hi Obi I haven't met you but hi
0: <laughs> One day one day For sure for we'll sure We'll have him on the pod <laughs> Um what about you what's the highlight for this week
1: So this week was super rad lots of fun times with friends um but one one moment that stands out in particular um I got to so my friends recently had a baby. My friends, Marie and Oliver, hmm. um, and they—it's crazy because their wedding anniversary is coming. Their one-year wedding anniversary is December eighth. Oh, Immaculate Conception! They were very holy, dude. Her name's uh. Marie. Come uh. on, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, their baby just turned two months old. They have a baby named Arthur. Oh, he's so cute. He's so precious. I met him when he was like a day old, and yeah. like I—it's been so crazy to see him grow within these two months time. Um, but what was also cool about hanging out with them is that Marie's mom, Mama Nisco, was also in town. Mm-hmm. And she shared with me, first of all, that she listens to the podcast, which is crazy. Because, really? like, I don't, I mean, my friend's mom, like, I expect my friends to maybe listen to it. But my friend's mom, who, like, isn't involved in, like, really the diocesan community, uh, and she shared that she shared it with, like, her family, like, in Southern California. What? And I was like, whoa. Like, we have, like generations like above us like that aren't just like young catholics in the diocese of san jose that are listening to this and it just like blew my mind and it was just so endearing that like they would take the time that she would take the time to listen but also share it with people um and she's someone i look up to i mean she's a very strong catholic woman in her faith and i don't know she's just super rad and we also i mean made a tiktok so that was fun too (laughs) i haven't seen that one Yeah, it'll be it'll be. It's actually I think it's posted. It's It's posted. posted. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, but what's also cool about that TikTok is that Arthur was featured in it. Two month old Arthur. Oh, what did he do? Well, he he's kind of dancing. I mean, he had a little help from his mom, of course. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, it was a really good time just hanging with them and just you know, it's good time. And a lot of ways, I feel like they're my family up here. They have become my family in the Bay Area. Wow. Like I can just go to their house. Like they live five minutes away. I get to show up and be like, "Hey, like, what are you guys doing? Like, let's do nothing together." Yeah. Um, and those friendships are just very special. Friends, awesome. friends that become family. I think you, I think you know what I mean.
0: Yes, definitely, definitely can relate. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, do you want to kick us off for today?
1: Yeah, dude. Let's let's open in prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Dear God, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for the opportunity to share in community, not only with one another while we were recording it, but to share with everyone who listens to this. And we know that you are doing more with this podcast than we will ever know about. We know that you are reaching hearts in ways that if it was just us that we could not possibly do. We are too human for that. But you are a God who is all loving and you wrap your children in your arms and you bring them to you. You chase after us as if we were all the prodigal son, Lord. We pray in a special way for our guest tonight. We pray that she may speak your words, Lord, that she may open her heart, have the courage and strength to open her heart and share what you've been doing in her life, Lord, whether it's years ago or what you're doing in her life right now, Lord. You have raised up beautiful servants who only want to do your will, Lord. Let our words share how we are serving you how we are hopefully in in your name glorifying you, Lord, and sharing your love and your light with all those we encounter. We pray that you continue to protect this podcast. We pray that you continue to safeguard our hearts so that may that they may only turn to you, Lord. We love you and we thank you for this opportunity to serve in your name. We pray, Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen.
0: Thanks, Anna. Roll the intro. And we're back with episode nine. Dude, we are back. It's good to be back, my dude.
1: Wow, you took my line. (laughs) (laughs) I did, I did. Yo, I am hyped for this guest. Me too. She is a dear friend of both of ours. And she's been doing ministry for a minute now. Yes. And she's also someone who we wanted to have on the podcast for a while now. Um, But there's been a reason. She's been a little bit behind the scenes. She's been a little busy
0: with. With some other things, but... Um,
1: we are absolutely honored to have her as a guest this week. Um, without further ado, we have... Jenny, Jenny Rose Jalik!
2: Hi, friends.
1: Whoa, she has a
0: microphone.
2: <laughs> the first time people hear me.
0: <laughs> and a headset. Wow.
2: Yo,
1: so this is a little full circle for us because Jenny was... On our first episode, she was looking up, like, stats for us as our producer. Yeah, she and created
0: the the she cover art the logo that you're probably looking at on Spotify or Apple Music like Apple
1: Podcasts so for those that don't know Jenny has been a producer one of two producers on this podcast every step of the way so this is our ninth episode and she has helped us literally with every single episode maybe she even if she wasn't present she wasn't able to be there physically she's been a good support and encouragement for us And I'm so excited to hear her story.
0: I know. I know a lot of people have been asking when our producers will be on the podcast. And today's the day.
1: Today's the
0: day. I'm very excited to have her.
1: So a little background about Jenny. Jenny is the young adult coordinator um, at St. Francis of Assisi in San Jose, California. And she's been doing that since 2012. So that's seven years. Seven years. A holy number.
0: Yeah. So when did you meet? When did you first meet Jenny?
1: I first met Jenny when we did Fall Retreat was Timeless. Yeah,
2: two years ago, right?
1: Oh, my gosh. Two years. Jenny, and then that, so that retreat, um, the retreat was called Timeless, and we dressed up as different decades for each retreat session. Mm. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh, who is this girl? She is so cute. Like, her fits for that retreat. Oh, like, my gosh. She, Wrong was, point. she was flexing on us. No, I
2: wasn't.
1: <laughs> And I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, and then I I heard, I don't know if I heard someone told me or I noticed that you and Jenny were, like, particularly close. <laughs> so how long have you known Jenny? So
0: we've known each other for about, since, what, 2010? Yeah,
2: 2010. So
0: nine years now. But we didn't have the best first impression.
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm so curious. I have not heard this
0: story. So we were we were here at the parish, and – um. I was, you know, I was a youth leader. I was, um, you know, worship coordinator. I was doing stuff. Like, I was active, ready in ministry. Big
2: man on campus.
0: So so Jenny started, I saw her. She was walking, like, I guess she had choir practice. And so she was walking past. And all I said was, hi. I just said hi. And do you know what she does? (laughs) Oh, no. She keeps walking, and then she turns and doesn't even stop. She turns and kind of glares at me, and she goes, Hi.
1: And okay, oh, she know.
0: walked away. And I was like, okay, no well, way I was like, did I say something wrong? I just said <laughs> hi. <laughs> I
2: said was hi, and she gave you that glue. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. I was I, so offended. Oh my gosh. Okay, I will admit that I was rushing to choir practice because I was running late because I worked all the way in Orinda. So I was rushing back home and I was rushing to get to choir practice. And then when I saw him, I was like, okay, whatever. He's like with two other girls that were going to join choir practice too. But then, um, yeah, when he said hi, I was just like, mm. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> Who's this random person saying hi to me?
0: <laughs> Little did she know.
1: <laughs> Wait, so the two girls that he was with were also going to join choir? And you, well, you were going to choir
2: practice? Yes.
0: Who, the, who was I with? Do you remember?
2: You were with Leslie and Sarah.
0: Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah, so so we never thought that from that moment that I, I never expected to grow close to her she's like my best friend today but yeah it was definitely one of those things where um i didn't know that god would bring us together in that way like how our relationship would form and grow um our friendship would form and grow and so it was one of those things where you know you don't know how god will you like do you know what i mean yeah like god you don't know how god's gonna use that person in your life exactly when you first meet them exactly so that was definitely one of those moments with, with jenny um, Dude
1: that's so sick And like oh my gosh I, I love seeing like I mean I've seen you guys After like you guys have Obviously known each other For quite a while But when I <laughs> met you guys um, but Did you I, know When you that? first met us That you were dating Yes I don't think I did I don't think I did Until the retreat like retreat. we had like meetings planning that retreat beforehand, and I really don't think I knew because I mean obviously you guys aren't like a huge PDA couple. We, de- we like, definitely are not. <laughs> definitely are not. Um, but yeah, no, I I would have I wouldn't wouldn't have guessed it. Um, I thought you guys are just really good friends, and I think that's what's important about relationships is being really good like friends, friends first. Yeah, Ooh. I think that's important to to know their heart and to get to know them at just a very friend level and willing willing the good of another um before you before you jump into a relationship you know what i mean yeah definitely no i know exactly what you mean so i would love to jump into jenny's story shall we do it oh jenny so oh my
2: gosh
1: how did you come to know our lord and savior jesus christ
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay so i guess like most of our previous guests um i was you know a cradle, cradle catholic um so my mom was very into her faith my whole my whole side of my mom's family and so I grew up knowing that every Saturday I was going to end up at church with all of my cousins I did the whole I think I started singing in choir second grade and then I did altar serving when I was like I so, don't you, know. so, so you Wait. were a Catholic Catholic yeah
0: what parish did you serve at
2: Saint John the Baptist Ooh.
0: yo
1: shout out SJB
2: yeah but shout out
1: All All parishes.
2: parishes. (laughs) But, I mean, it's funny because I went to SJB for Mass, but I went to Most Holy Trinity for school. Oh.
0: Oh, For grade school?
2: Yes. So, me, not from the area, are they very close in proximity? No, it's about, like, what, maybe a 20-minute drive? So, why was it? So... Most of my family lived in Milpitas. I I think maybe there was only two of us, two families that lived in San Jose. And so my grandparents also lived in Milpitas. So we all went to Mass together. Yeah, so we went to... Um, St. John the Baptist for Mass because my grandparents were there and you know they're the matriarchs and patriarchs the mm. family amen amen yeah and so we would go every Saturday all of the cousins and it was it was a nice time for all of us to kind of just see each other we pretty much grew up together so we Wait, were like siblings so
1: you would go to Mass on Saturdays and I'm sure it was like family gatherings afterwards yeah,
2: yes very <laughs> oh. Filipino <laughs> makes sense
1: very I, w- I will say this very Mexican that really? was oh, that was okay that was
2: you my guys would childhood. go to Mass
1: and then just fellowship Ma- after Mass on Saturdays and we'd all go to my grandma's house on my dad's side of the family and I would see my cousins every weekend. Yes. Oh, that's no, awesome. I'm
2: exactly the same way. Yeah. Dude, yeah, so we were very it was close. special, right? Yes. Growing up with those cousins? Yes. And I think it's funny because looking back, I would talk to a couple people who'd be like, wow, you're really close to your cousins. And I'm like, are you not?
1: <laughs> I remember realizing that. I was like, "It's it was so foreign to me that people weren't close yeah. with their cousins. Yeah. I was like, my cousins are like my best friends. What do you mean? Like, you don't have cousins? Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> It's, it's, it's very interesting. And I think, um, it was nice knowing, cause I think I, so I have two brothers and I had no sisters, but I was very close to my, my girl cousins. Cause we're all like very close within age. Mm. So it was kind of nice to like have them as like sisters in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we would all see each other on Saturdays and then we would either go to round table pizza, <laughs> <laughs> nice. my favorite, or we would go to my grandparents or someone else's house in Lapitas. Um, so that's pretty much how my family life was like every Saturday it was going to mass. So I did the whole altar serving thing. I did the whole singing thing and I did it all throughout high school too. Mm. And so it wasn't until I went into college that I kind of stopped going to church a little bit. What Mm. high school did you go to? I went to presentation high school. Oh, <laughs> Panther's out. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a good day to be a Panther. I,
2: you stole that from me. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I think there's something special to be said about growing up having – family and church so closely connected yes oh yeah because they go hand in hand because if if you're close with your family then you feel close to church in general and like vice versa like if you feel close and like at home in this in this community when Mm -hmm. you're going to church and like it also brings your family together yes and it connects you it connects you at a deeper level
2: yes for sure I mean I definitely enjoyed attending mass just because I knew I was gonna see my cousins I knew I was gonna see my cousin's friends who I eventually became friends with too and so it I think Like, seeing how youth ministry is now, that's how I kind of felt when I was at St. John the Baptist. But it was more, Mm. not because I went to youth um, ministry there, but because I went to Mass every Sunday or every Saturday with my family and got to know all of their friends. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember, like, growing up in Mass on Saturdays, it was, we had our row, you know, you had your row. Yeah. And then in front of us, there was my cousin's row. It was my my dad's brother, my Theo George, and his family. And, like, we'd be, like, I mean, it made Mass a little more entertaining to be sitting, like, right behind your cousins because you could, like, poke them and, like, <laughs> be entertained. entertained. <laughs> <laughs> and then my brothers were altar servers, so we'd try to, like, make them laugh.
2: Oh, dude. <laughs> I was a super strict altar server. Oh. Yeah, it was insane because my youngest brother would altar serve with me and my mom was would always tell me, like, watch your face. <laughs> because everyone could see when i was getting mad because my brother wasn't doing something right and i would just like glare yes and my mom's like, like
1: how you glared at kevin when he said hi to you right <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> like that i will say i mean i mean this in the most loving way jenny's got a death glare like <laughs> if she don't like something you said she'll give you this little look and you're like oh okay okay i, I better check myself i better oh, check my myself so- before All i wreck right. myself <laughs>
0: jeez no, that sounds awesome. I don't, I, I personally, I, I can't actually relate because all my cousins are in the Philippines. I don't have, I uh, mean, I okay. have a lot of cousins on my dad's side, um, but I don't think I'm really as close with them as I should be. And again, they're all in the Philippines. And so what, growing up here, um, going to mass on Sundays, it was legitly just me, my dad, and my sister. Um, but it was a nice tradition in itself. Like we would like go to 1230 mass here at SFOA and then just go get some pho after and it was like it was i think those were like the days that i would i would remember and look back on Oh, for sure, um, for that sure. were amazing. So maybe that's my way of relating, but maybe not. Um, <laughs> but how? So you went to presentation, and then where did you go for college?
2: I went to Saint Mary's College in Moraga. Oh, go cool. Gales! How yeah. was
1: going to Saint Mary's? I vis—I got accepted. I visited Saint Mary's. Yeah. I hated it.
0: You know, because so it was funny. it because it was remote.
1: It was remote, and remote. it was rainy when I visited. Oh. I literally okay. So I would I did this overnight program where I got to like visit it and see what it was all about. Yeah, and I literally like called my dad and was like because he was going to go to a championship basketball game bishop O'Dowd, which is a high school in oakland okay um that my my dad's buddy from college was the coach of the coach of the team and that championship was happening that night and he was like he was like L- just call me if you want to go to the game and if you're not having a good time so i called him and i remember telling him like my host like the like the, the student that was hosting yeah. me i was like you know, I'm just, like, I really want to explore the campus on my own, so I'm just going to walk around. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Did you leave? And then you left. I left. <laughs> oh, my God. Just probably is this? freaking out. What is the
0: shadow <laughs> program? Like, you stay overnight? You stay
1: overnight. It was specifically for um, Latino and Latina students to, okay. like, get to know the campus um, and, like, just spend, except the students, to spend the night and kind of In a dorm? Yeah. So, okay. I had this host student, and I ended up going back and, like, staying with her and, like, they had activities, and I just like was not vibing with anyone, um. <laughs> and so I was like, "Oh, peace out! I'm gonna go watch a basketball game."
0: Are you? Did you? Are you glad you went to Santa Clara?
1: Oh, I'm so glad. I yeah. mean, every school has it's their the thing, thing. Yeah. yeah, and like you got to find the perfect fit for you. And so I'm sure St. Mary's was a great fit for you. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, 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 I I love St. Mary's. I think it was it was close enough to home where if I wanted to, I could just take Bart going home. But it was I felt like it's also just far enough where you Without could do like your getting super homesick yeah you so. could do your own
1: thing if you wanted to yeah
2: yeah so it was it was um it was definitely an experience um i made some like really great friends there i think you know because it's so small and i was in the accounting program you eventually just take the same classes as everyone else mm, okay so okay. yeah so we grew pretty we grew pretty close together how many students were in st mary's undergrad Ooh, i don't i don't even know ballpark producers <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you guys how is our producer tonight because jenny is our guest
2: <laughs> well i mean i know that in each of my classes i probably have about 20 people okay so it's pretty, th- small. A pretty small it's pretty small especially for business
1: classes i feel like business classes tend to be
2: yeah more impacted 20,
1: oh 2,800 20, 2,800 that is so small yeah. santa clara had 5,000 i think they might have closer to 6,000 now undergrad yeah
2: wow. i mean it's a, it's a small campus it's very small and That's so how so
0: did you, did you, did you form your faith while you were in college?
2: No. So I actually kind of strayed away from the faith when I was mm. in college. So it's funny because even though I kind of strayed away, I was very much known as the good girl.
1: Oh, <laughs> I Jenny. was a very goody 2
2: She's because I think during my, my freshman and sophomore year, I went home every weekend to San Jose to really? attend mass with my family whoa yeah and that is such dedication though yeah and i mean i still sang in choir um sometimes i would help altar serve but there was one one moment where i was just kind of like maybe i'm kind of like done with this because um the priest at the time had said oh you have to attend this meeting in order to stay in the music ministry and i said oh but you know i attend college all the way in moraga i'm not gonna be able to make it on a weekday and he pretty much was like well if you don't make it then you can no longer be a part of it And Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Okay, I've been serving here for how many years since I was like seven years old. And so um, I got kind of hurt by it. And so I just kind of stopped coming back my my junior and senior year. I didn't
0: know that that was the reason why.
2: Yeah. Wow. So were you
1: plugged into the campus ministry at St. Mary's or no, any of that? No, I
2: actually didn't do any of that. As much as I loved going to church, I really didn't attend at St. Mary's. I didn't Oh, they have a beautiful
1: church there. They do. They do. I yeah. I think I Instagrammed it when I was visiting it. <laughs> Check, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, how did if you were falling away from your faith, how did how did you get along in life? Did you have maybe a rebellious
2: phase? Um I mean, I I really wasn't that bad. I, it was nice because I had a good group of friends. I mean, we would party, but and we would like go to the city and like go clubbing, but it was never to a point where it was like, I was known as that girl that.
1: <laughs> may, I, may I ask, did St. Mary's have frats?
2: No, they don't. Mm. So. Or did, sororities. Oh, so did most oh. people party off campus if they partied? On campus, because it's too far and not a lot of people had cars. Oh, because
1: it's remote. Yes. So like in the dorms
2: and stuff? Yeah
1: interesting oh fascinating no no one got in trouble are you allowed to do that
2: uh i mean technically no oh
0: (laughs) and so so what brought you back to to your faith because you're very i mean you're obviously a very strong catholic today um Mm, you're a leader of our young adult ministry here at saint francis so how did you go from you know being very involved to kind of straying away to getting back and was there one pivotal moment that brought you back or was it over time
2: yeah so um so when I came back, my mom was pretty much like, oh, I don't want to go to St. John the Baptist anymore, because um, my grandpa had some health issues, and I think um, it was just easier for us to go. Not everyone was in Milpitas anymore, mm-hmm. so she was like, let's just go to St. Okay. Francis. It's closer, and I was like, oh, I really don't want to go to another parish, but sure. And so um, I remember I was attending mass one time. I think it was youth mass, and... <laughs> My, I was sitting next to my brother and I was listening to the choir and I looked at my brother and I was like, dude, they need some help. Oh! <laughs> and my brother was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then it was so funny because... So it be like that sometimes. Okay, this was a long time ago. And then I remember right afterwards, they they did an announcement saying, oh, if you want to join, you know, if you want to join choir, come talk to us afterwards, blah, blah, blah. And so I, me and my brother were like nudging each other, like, come on, let's do it, let's do it. And so I went over and I introduced myself and I said, yeah, I'm interested in joining the choir. And um and my brother was with me. And so they're like, oh, yeah, come to practice on Wednesday. And so I was like, OK, sure. So I show up on Wednesday and we like go around introducing ourselves. And <laughs> it was so awkward because it was like, hi, my name's so-and-so. I'm 15 years old and I go to Silver Creek. Oh, hi, my name's so-and-so. And I go to Evergreen Valley. And I'm like, hi, my name's Jenny. I just graduated from St. Mary's College. And then they're like. And then they start clapping and they're like, yay, congratulations. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? And my brother hadn't come with me. So I was literally like, I was like, okay, am I still going to do this? But then everyone was so nice. So I was Mm. like, okay, I'm just going to join. And um and so that's how I kinda got involved at Saint Francis. Yeah, plugged in again. Yeah. yeah. And you know, of course it's through music ministry, right? Because music ministry was my first love. So that's like really where I encountered God was through music. And I just loved singing in choir. And so, um so that's how I first got started and then I was asked to help lead a retreat or just like be a chaperone, like an adult chaperone.
1: For was it a middle school retreat? High no, school It was the actually school. the
0: October retreat.
1: Yes. No freaking way yes. back
0: in two thousand 9, 2010. 10. 2010.
1: Wait, was Barb there? Yes. yes.
2: Barb was That's there. That's how I what met Barb. What the heck, dude? Yeah. I was
1: still in high school yeah. when you met Barb. I'm tripping right now. Yeah.
2: No, it was insane because. We, it was
0: at the LOL retreat?
2: Is the L. LOL, Live Out Loud. Live Out Loud. Whoa. Yeah. And that's dope. It's, it was insane because that's where I met a lot of amazing people. And I think when we first came back Obviously. to join you guys, um, that was my seven years since I had gone. Oh, And so that's wow. why I was like, wow, seven years is a very holy number for me because like, you know, it, it just, it, it has a very special place in my heart for sure, um, being at Camp St. Francis. Dude, and so, that's epic. Yeah. So that's where I met Barb. That's where I met Primo. Timo? Yeah. So if you didn't know, I actually worked for Primo. What? Yes. So I told him I had just gotten out of college and I had an accounting degree. And he said, hey, I'm just starting this clothing company called Ment for More. No way. Yes. And so he said, I need a bookkeeper. (laughs) And I was like, you know, yeah, let's let's try this. And so he pretty much hired me to do his bookkeeping.
1: That's amazing,
2: dude. Yes, I worked for him maybe about like two years before, before I stopped.
0: They did photo shoots, right?
2: Yeah, they did photo shoots. Alex Fo. Yeah.
0: Alex Fo did the photo shoot. Why is for this that?
1: entire diocese connected?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Yeah, so it was, it was definitely, so that was the retreat that really kicked it off for me. Because as mm. much as I was very much into my faith, you know, attending Mass with my family, because, you know, they are the first catechists, right? Absolutely. Um, and so when I, when I went on this retreat, it was really where I felt God's presence. And just like previous guests, it happened in adoration. Dang. And that's why, like, I was... Adoration at the retreat? Yes. And mm. it was the first time I had ever attended adoration. Whoa. Ever? Ever.
1: Wait, wow. so you had been going to mass
2: every weekend growing up, and you had never been to adoration? No. Wow. Yeah, and so Until I, after college? Yes. And wow. I And I had no idea no. what was happening. And so I remember just sitting there... And it was um, it was very awkward because I think someone had given like you know this amazing reflection and I just remember the monstrance being there and you know Jesus being exposed and I think um, out of nowhere everyone starts crying yeah everyone and I sat there on my knees with my hands up on my lap and I was like so confused because I didn't understand. Mm why everyone was crying and i I think i was just like i was staring at the monsters and i kept saying god what are they feeling that i'm not feeling Mm. like what do they have that i don't have and why am i not as sad as they are and so i realized that like you know i've i have a very you know i've i had a really great childhood i had very supportive parents a supportive family and so i i don't think i grew up with the same things that the youth at the time were going through Mm. and so um And so I just kind of sat there and my hands got warm. Yeah, they got warm. And I was like, what does this mean? And I felt very embarrassed. I felt very embarrassed because everyone cried except for me. And people are passing around tissues and they're passing it to me. And I didn't even take one.
1: Yeah.
2: And then after adoration ended, I just see everyone getting up and hugging each other. They did the whole like peace be with you and just hugging each other. And I just didn't understand what was happening.
1: How did that make you feel to be in that room and not feel like you knew what was going on and not feel like you understood why people were reacting emotionally in the way that they were?
2: You know, I I think I just didn't understand what hurt they were going through.
1: Mm.
2: And I think um, just not really. I think maybe at the same time I was thinking to myself, maybe I just don't have that connection to God that they have. Mm. and And I was like, but I'm older, so why don't I have that? Mm. You know what I
0: think it could have been too. I don't, I don't think maybe they weren't even crying because they were hurt. That's Sometimes true. when you cry at adoration, it's because you're f- so full of joy, so full of love, and so overwhelmed. Um, yes, that that people just can't contain that emotion. But
2: yes, that's true too. Hmm. So it's yeah, it was a very awkward moment for me. And I remember leaving that retreat just feeling very full of love, just because you know everyone was so welcoming, and I was like, wow, I really want to have what these people have. It sparked something within yes. you
1: to to want to chase after yes. what they were feeling and yes. what like maybe not necessarily like Kevin was saying maybe it wasn't necessarily hurt but so yeah. overcome emotion by the presence of Christ mm-hmm. well, like there's something about this. Can't
0: tell you about that adoration though. I remember that adoration. Mm. It was crazy because right after that adoration was over, we went outside of the chapel at Camp Saint Francis. We stepped outside and there were fireworks. What random fireworks? Do you <laughs> I, remember don't remember that? I
2: don't remember that. I
0: have pictures of it. Like randomly, whoa. like there were fireworks going off, and we we're like looking at each other, and we we're looking at it. Yeah, I, I was a participant at the time, and yeah, we were just so it, because we were heading down to the bonfire, and so we were, like, whoa, like this is this is God. This, it has to be God, mm. right? And oh so, oh man, um, yeah, that was a great retreat. We've been going to October retreat for a, a while. Yeah, um, that's so cool. Yeah, so. If you didn't experience what everyone else quote unquote experienced that that evening, was there a time later on that you finally realized what what was what it was all about?
2: Mm. Well, can I tell you a story really quick yeah. about my dad? Please do. So I remember meeting up with my dad, and I said, and I was telling him about this experience, right? And I said, Dad, I don't get it. And at the time, my dad's not even Catholic. He, he was, like, becoming a Christian pastor. And so I was, like, yeah, I was sitting there, and my hands got warm and tingly, and I just didn't understand what everyone was going through that I didn't get, like, And so he said, you know, sometimes when you feel that warmth or you feel that tingling feeling, you know, that's the Holy Spirit coming upon you. And maybe they're trying like maybe God's trying to tell you something. And I I just kept thinking, you know, because I mean, at the time, I really thought it was because maybe they were going through hurt because when when I was chaperoning as a leader, as a. Yeah, as a small group leader, we had to do one-on-ones with um, our small group, with people in our small group. And a lot of, so I talked to the girls in our group and then Primo talked to the guys in our group. And I was told to just sit there and listen and to not give advice because you know I'm not like a therapist or anything. And so a lot of them were hurting. Like a Mm. lot of them had sad stories and I just couldn't say anything. I didn't know what to do. I'd never gone through what they were going through. And so I realized that, you know, my small group was hurting. And so I thought maybe people at the retreat were hurting too. And so I th- I think when my dad was telling me like, oh, what is God trying to tell you? I think it was like, for me, the way that I interpreted it was that I was supposed to help the youth that were hurting. Mm. And so that's how I got, and so that's how I took like, took that as a deep dive into youth ministry because I wanted to help the youth. Mm.
1: Wow. It, it was a call to as best as you could try to be there for them and to yeah. if possible help them with whatever they're going through. I think both Kevin and I as youth ministers have felt that call as Definitely. well. Just
0: a little bit. Maybe 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 a little. Can relate to <laughs> that a little. <laughs> little bit.
1: Um it's funny that you say that. Oh dude, it's so crazy cuz I remember this past fall retreat feeling similarly during adoration. Um mm. there was lots of people crying and feeling like they were just going through it, feeling yeah. like they were just going through a lot and going through some pain and wanting so badly to take that from them, wanting so badly to help them in that hurt and just walk along that journey with them. And yeah. I think that's what you've done in your own ministry is taking the steps to walk with them in faith. That's yeah. amazing. Um,
0: wow. And so you, you joined the youth ministry and we're just helping out or yeah. chaperoning for,
2: so I was like chaperoning. I helped out with confirmation a little bit and some, mm. ig- some of the ignite high school ministry. But I think what, um, what really got me into youth ministry, though, was uh, the choir, the youth choir. Okay. So um, so I remember I was asked to to lead the youth choir, and I kept saying, like, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it with intention. Mm-hmm. And so I would go over the gospel readings. I would read, you know, the first and second reading, the gospel reading, and i try to make the... Um, the songs according to what I guess the theme of, of the sun, yeah of the Mass would be. And so um that's where I started really kind of like learning to interpret what the readings were about. Like I would really try to study it so that I made sure that, you know, what we were singing or what we were proclaiming was aligned with the readings. Mm-hmm. And so um I grew really close. <laughs> I grew I grew really close with um with the youth choir. They wow. were yeah. And so um yeah, so that's where it kind of started. So, how
0: did you go from youth to now coordinating the young adult ministry for for the past what, 7 years now? Yes. Oh my goodness. So, how did that transition occur? Did did someone ask you? Did did you just want to do it yourself or?
2: Yeah, so um so one of the priests came up to me and I think maybe I think also Cat um and he asked us to start a young adult ministry and Mm. I was like what (laughs) I was like I don't even know how to start that like youth ministry has been around for so long like how do I start something brand new Mm. and he was like well you know you just got out of college you know what young adults want and I said I was like okay so um it it was a really long and hard journey to like um to kind of form a young adult group it really started with us um with people bringing in people from the choir so, so the
0: people that got older yeah from <laughs> youth choir had nowhere else to go so they wouldn't join. yeah
2: so they joined my young adult ministry or like our young adult ministry at saint francis and actually so we're called north star young adult ministry guess who came up with the name who came
1: up with the name
2: kevin <laughs> really <laughs> No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) So before there used to be a young adult ministry at St. Francis, and it was called Lighthouse, and we really liked that theme about being that guiding light towards God, like bringing the young adults back. Mm. Um, And so we're like, how do we? We don't want it. We didn't want to use the same name, Um, and so Kevin came up with North Star. As oh, that guiding light.
1: That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how did... What were some struggles that you faced in forming that young adult ministry? Mm.
2: I think a big part of it was trying to encourage um, youth leaders who are now young adults to be a, a, to become a part of a young adult ministry. Was there hesitation on their part? I think a big part of it was that they, they loved youth ministry so much, so much. that they mm. didn't want to leave it. And they loved to to continue leading it and yeah. just by joining uh, north star they would become a participant
0: yeah which was really different because going from when leader back ye- to participant it's one of the hardest but most humbling things you can do absolutely yeah. um and i know i remember for when we were forming north star or when you were forming north star um yeah it's either people we had the mentality at our parish that it's either you stay in youth ministry because they loved it so much or they move on because they're like, okay, my time here is done. Mm-hmm. I don't have one to. one s- or the other. Exactly. Like, no one thought of going to another step um, of joining a young adult ministry. And so that's when I think we wanted to get out of that habit and kind of form that um, flow, yeah. if that makes sense. That process of, okay, first your youth
1: and then going to young adults and then um, going from there. But yeah what from going through those struggles of like kind of people unsure about the ministry unsure what that looks like how did you get to it today and also like what does young adult ministry look like for you today
2: Mm. okay I'm not gonna lie young adult ministry is still a struggle for me Mm. um just because I think what we started doing was we were doing um, kind of like a Bible study and that was, we would get some people to come but it wasn't very often okay. and so then we started doing faith sharings and we started trying to encourage people with wine. Yes. <laughs> so we called it winding down with the Lord. <laughs>
1: wine brings all the young adults yes. to the yard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean like we would go over like a reading while you know sipping on a glass of wine and we would, we would get some people, but it's funny because they weren't from St. Francis. They would come from like maybe Most Holy Trinity or different parish Mm. yeah and so we and then we started doing open mics and man that like changed it changed um young adult ministry for us because we realize that most of the time, young adults are just looking for a community Mm. and maybe they're not open to sharing what their faith is like now because maybe they're not sure where they're at or maybe they feel, you know, like they've strayed too far and maybe are embarrassed or they don't know what to say anymore. And so sometimes just having something like an open mic where people can enjoy being each other's presence and just enjoying each other's gifts in music, um, really brought people together. And Mm. so our first open mic was insane because we brought in maybe about like what 50 50 people people. yeah yo that's wild the crazy thing is they weren't from saint francis where did where did these people come from they came some from like somewhere from saint john the baptist some Some people came from far yeah some came from oakland and i'm like (laughs) how did you hear about this yo god works yes and so i remember i was outside um Talking to someone who was preparing and I was like, Oh yeah, so you're gonna be up next and he was like, This is great. How how long have you been doing this? I'm like, This is our first one. And he was so shocked. But my favorite part of that night was meeting Robert La Morena. Oh, okay, okay. Yes.
0: Is that where you first met Robert?
2: That's where I first met Robert. For La those
1: that don't know, who who is Robert LaMorena?
2: So Robert La Morena is a seminarian. He's in his second year right now, so he's in Chicago um, at the seminary. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. So When was this first open mic? What year?
2: Ooh, I would say maybe about... Was it four years ago? Maybe four years ago.
1: That was about four years ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Robert La La Morena had a very... um, he really impacted my my faith, too, um, just because he would help bring me out more to doing, like, young adult ministry stuff. So mm. I don't know if you guys have heard of Resound. Yeah. I, I have heard of Resound. Yeah, so back in the day, maybe a couple of years ago, um, it was a diocesan event, a young adult diocesan event, one of the only ones the diocese had. I think I attended a couple. I think I t- oh, did attended, you?
1: attended one at Newman. Yes. I, I think I had just graduated from Santa Clara. That was, was actually
2: like, one of my favorite ones. Really? <laughs> yeah because our music was pretty on point that night. Like we knew what we were doing. Mm. Yeah. It's <laughs> Not weird. That, we don't, that was
1: before I like, that was probably before I formally met you. Yeah. Like we were at
2: technically an event together. Before. That's crazy. Yeah. So we were a part of the band for resound. Um, and so we would go to different parishes and we would do praise and worship. And there would be a guest speaker from that parish doing a reflection. And so it was kind of nice. Um, that was like, kind of like our first, like my first diocesan event. Um, or like working with the diocese. Very cool. Yeah.
1: Very cool. So, what does young adult ministry look like now? Ooh,
0: Ooh that's a good question.
1: I, I heard there's a young adult movement that you might be involved <laughs> with. I think <laughs> it's called. It was going on. In, it was around. Was on, on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Very cryptic. Quorum Deo. Yes. There's an address now. Did you yeah. see what address, do you mean? an address? An address in a time. I want to say it's a couple weeks from now. Two weeks from now, December eighth. That's and right. And there's, there's an yes. address. It's somewhere downtown. Where where is it?
2: Yeah, so um so I don't know if you guys have been seeing it. There's this thing called quorum Deo. Do you guys do you know what it means?
1: I, I know Deo's God.
2: Yes. So Deo means
1: God. What does quorum mean? It means in the presence.
0: So in the presence of God.
1: Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. So i know that you can't give too many details just because you're a part of it and we want to keep some of it a little bit of a mystery um but can you share a little bit of what you can um, of how it came about how you guys started this movement because it seems like it's become rather a movement moving through social media and rather than just an
0: event
2: yeah Yeah.
1: and that's ooh,
2: that's powerful yes and it's funny because it wasn't our intent for it to be really be a movement. Mm. So, um, what really, thats the Holy spirit. Working. Yes. It's definitely it's, so I think what happened was we, so me, a, a couple of friends and I were in the car and we were talking about, this event that we wanted to happen and so we were getting really excited about it and I was like I don't know if it could happen because you know we don't have the connections to to make it happen <laughs> Kevin was pretty much like oh let's talk to Robbie about it and I was like oh Robbie's so busy <laughs> I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to bother him if
0: you're the first time for this podcast Robbie is um our associate director for our youth and young adult office in the diocese
2: yes and so Kevin's like just tell him I'm like no I don't want to bother him and so next thing I know Kevin's talking to Robbie on the phone. Like maybe what a couple days after, literally a
0: couple days after and i was just like bro you need to you need to talk to jenny rose about Mm. about this event she has a great idea and i know that you know the diocese was going through transitions and we got a new uh, praise god we got a new director um for our youth and young adult office and i knew they were trying to brainstorm how to reach young adults reach young adults and Mm. have this whole renaissance of of young adult ministry and so he i think he called jenny and how did that conversation go? Did he call you?
2: No. Oh. You handed the phone to me after you oh. told him about it. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I guess I, my bad, my bad memory. Uh, <laughs> I guess I told him about it a little bit. And I just like, I was like, here's Jenny.
1: <laughs> Whoa.
2: Yeah. And so I pretty much told Robbie about what my idea was. And he's like, oh, okay, you know, let, let's see. We'll, we'll think about it. And then the next thing I know.
0: He sends, we get an email.
2: Yes. An email from Robbie.
0: An official one with him and Sandra, who's mm-hmm. the director and
2: inviting us to for a meeting to talk about the event and i was shocked i was like really like yeah i don't know it blew my mind and so it's i think we could really see the working of the holy spirit in in this movement because um i remember how in the i think it was during john monando's episode so you guys had promoted the custodians of beauty and i really wanted to attend but because, you know, we do a lot of ministry. I try to take at least one night off a week mm. to just be home. And that happened to be that one day. And so I, I told Robbie, I was like, look, I can't, I can't make it as much as I really want to be there. But let me know what happens. Mm. And so it turns out that at that meeting, it was a bunch. So the meeting was for a bunch of young adults who... Um, who are creative in some way, whether it's a um, creative collective of sorts. Yes. Yes. And so whether they're into music or whether they um, are into design or environment, whatever it is, Mm. and for them to just come together because, you know, they say that um, you see God in beauty. And so these are artists, right? They're creators. So what could they create where young adults could encounter God? And so they, they, much came up with an event they they said oh this is the event that we want and it was the same exact idea that oh. i had yes and so we brought together these people from the creative collectives and um we, that's how we started um planning this event on december 8th oh,
1: damn. yes
2: and so it's it's really interesting because as much as it was planned to be just an event it started to become a movement and i think that's where um you know, and we're very blessed because we have such amazing people on our team, um, and I think I've met a lot of people that I don't think I would ever have met before if it wasn't through this movement. Mm. Um, and they're they're really great and amazing. They're at what so they passionate do. about yes. young adults too. Yeah, it's a little bit intimidating because because of how passionate they are and how creative they are. And um, I think it's super rad too that this is coming about in the the day and time that it is.
1: Cause what I see with our young adults in this diocese, those that I've met, those that I've become friends with, um, and those that I'm, I'm still meeting new new people, um, every day. And what's really interesting that I see about this diocese is that there's there's a hunger for Christ. There is yes. a thirsting for something oh, more. Definitely. In, mm-hmm. in in 2019, we're, we're wanting more. We're meant for more. And so yes. the young adults coming together in this way, like it gets me so stoked, I'm, <laughs> dude.
0: I'm I'm right there with you. I feel, I was I've been talking about this for a wow. while that that I feel like our youth have been very much catered to very well mm. in this diocese with all the all the events that we have all the ministries we have across the diocese but which I mean praise God for those ministries yeah, it's but amazing. I think there is there's some a need a need mm. for our young adults to come together and have the same kind of thing yes. and I'm so it's so exciting to see this it's a, it's really a movement it, it really, really is. is
1: it really is so I mean if you guys obviously I mean if you haven't heard about it even living under a rock <laughs> wow <laughs> all of them are like no i don't <laughs> but if you are a young adult in the, in this diocese even if you if you want to travel here um december 8th is the date in 18 and up um downtown at the yes. basilica yes
2: the way that it, this event was described is that it is a low risk experience experience for a high risk encounter. One more time for the people in the back. It is a low risk experience for a high risk encounter. Yeah. And so I think the reason why this is important is because, um, you know, sometimes young adults are afraid to come back. Maybe, I don't know, like whether some, you know, something had happened to them in the past, maybe they experienced something or they didn't like something that happened at their parish. And so, you know, young adults tend to stray away especially af- like during college right mm-hmm. and so or they find that maybe there isn't a place for them anymore like they're not mm-hmm. a part of youth ministry so what do I join I'm not technically they don't like really consider themselves like an adult adult and so it's like oh do I Just join a like little like bit a, of
1: an in-between yes because the ministries that cater to maybe adults with like
2: families and yes, kids who yeah. are exactly. in like
1: high school elementary school no matter what stage like if you have kids it's it's you're in a different stage of life yes. definitely and y- there's a little bit of searching for identity identity when you're a young adult yes. too, trying to figure out who you are where you belong
2: yeah. yeah exactly and that's why this this event is important because we want young adults to recognize that you know god is continuously pursuing you amen yeah. sister and so it's like whether you feel like maybe you stray too far maybe this isn't the place for you we wanted to create this intrigue that you know you are welcome back you know you're welcome to come home that god will always love you and so um yeah, that's what really this this movement is about. Is that we want to bring God's presence into the city of San Jose, and for them to for young adults to really just encounter God.
0: Wow! And so, so definitely for these young adults that that might have strayed away might have have left the faith, or maybe they're they're doubting, or they're trying to find some place. I feel like this this movement is really more of a a homecoming. Would yes, you say? Yes,
2: a homecoming exactly. Ooh, wow
0: forget hospitality <laughs> <laughs> you d- ex- do not expect to get hospitality at this at this event expect, expect a homecoming. homecoming yes expect to be welcomed
1: back home dude that imagery like pierces my heart and the reason being is because it reminds me of the story of the prodigal son mm. that no matter how far you stray no matter how your your vices may have taken over your life whether that be Seeking pleasure seeking the now seeking. What's what's good what feels good now, but not thinking to the future not with a heaven mindset Yeah, knowing that no matter where you've gone you can always come home
2: Yes, and then you're
1: gonna be welcome home with open arms and you're gonna be celebrated
2: Yes, if you are a young adult who's you know questioning whether you want to come back to the faith whether you have doubts or whether you you know, maybe there's a bit of fear in coming back this event is for you because we we aren't gonna try to preach at you we're not gonna try to you know um what is it like it's like it's low risk like you said it's a low
1: risk experience for a high risk encounter yes
2: it isn't really about us meeting you but you coming back to god Oh, i mean we do want to meet you don't get me wrong (laughs) we're excited to meet you but really this what quorum day was about is bringing god's presence to you Mm. because we want you to have that encounter Amen.
0: No, that's awesome. We love that. Um, actually, today's uh, going to be a little different podcast because Anna showed me, or Anna told me, that she has a new segment. You guys, it is a new segment. Oh, she's so excited.
1: I'm literally standing. No. I know you can't see me, but I'm so excited. I'm standing. So this new segment, we're going to call it 200 Deep Questions. 200 oh, Deep Questions. So 200 Deep Questions is I found some questions online. And they are questions when you want to get to know someone better, when you want to get to know someone maybe more intimately, um, because you get to know their soul. So, Jenny Rose.
2: Oh, no.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited for this.
1: Um, (laughs) Would you care to pick a number between 1 and 200?
2: Okay. Um, Let's go with
0: 177.
1: 177. 177.
0: Spin the wheel. Tell me your biggest strength outside of your workplace.
2: Whoa, I love that question. Wow. What is your biggest
0: strength outside of the workplace?
2: My biggest strength. Oh, I love that for you. <laughs> wow, that's a hard one. My biggest strength. So it's it's funny because, so both of you know that I, I do accounting, <laughs> which I'm sure shocks a lot of people sometimes. Um, but I do love numbers. Numbers are very straightforward. But um it's funny because I love doing ministry because I get out of I get to do something creative. Mm. So um, I do a lot. I do a lot of the marketing. Um, so I I used to um, I used to be in charge of our parish's website. Um, yeah. I do all of the marketing for our Star, and I'm also a part of the marketing team for Quorum Deo. So um, and MSDYR. Is, is it? Cons- <laughs> yes, and MSDYR too. Yes, and so I don't know if it's. Um, Considered my strength, but it's definitely something that I love to do
0: graphic design.
2: Yes, graphic design Sometimes even if it's if i'm not the one designing I love helping people um, I would like to say I have uh, a creative eye Yes, a creative mm. eye even if I can't do it I can tell I can look at something and be like maybe we should tweak it this way and make it look like this
1: I will I will say one of to affirm you. I think that's absolutely one of your strengths <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. but also I think creative like people can create something but i think there's something different about having a creative eye one is like you have to maybe try a little harder strive for it one is like a natural gift a natural talent and i see that in you that Mm. like you can look at something and you can know like how to make it better how to make Mm. it more appealing aesthetically and like you said like the aesthetics are what reaches the heart like we are attracted to things of beauty Yeah. yeah And yes. I, I think that absolutely is is one of your strengths. Thank
0: did you ever you. think of going back to school for it?
2: <laughs> I did because as much as I like accounting, I love marketing. Mm. Um, I wish I mean I wish I knew. Sounds more. like a passion. Yes, does. no, for sure. And I mean, and I think with Quorumdeo, I'm I I realize that there's so much more to marketing that I don't know. Um, I work with a very talented team, like very mm. talented, and um. Yes, and so this whole mysterious vibe of Quorum Deo wasn't my idea. It was someone else's. So I wanted to actually shout out um, Eugene. So he's from Santa Clara University. He's doing amazing things there. But, um, yeah, so he is actually studying marketing. Uh, no, is it is it marketing or is it design? Oh, shoot. You, you've told me marketing, but yeah. I don't know. I think it's marketing, and if it isn't, he's really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, so he's he's doing a lot of things over at Santa Clara University. So you know, if you are in college, yeah. So yeah, so he's in marketing. So if you are in college or if you attend Santa Clara University, um, I highly encourage you to check out what you know their young adult ministry over there.
1: Yeah, at SCU College Catholics as well as at Opened House. Well, thank you so much, Jenny Rose, for being
0: with us for this podcast. We're f- we we loved having you and loved sharing your story and how. You know, you've really grown into from youth to young adult and now leading this movement for young adults for the diocese. That's very that's nothing to take lightly. So Not at all. It's that's
2: very amazing. awkward to even hear that like leading it <laughs> it's yeah. so no, absolutely.
1: And we we're, we're so blessed to have you in this diocese. And I firmly believe that through through your work and through the graces that God has given you and the, and the charisms and talents that God has graced you with, yeah. that you are going to bring his people to him. Very much. That's so. all he wants of us. Yeah. Oh, Thank
2: dude! You. Amen, definitely amen. Thank you. you.
0: If it, do you have any socials that you want to plug, any Instagrams, if people want to check out what you're doing, anything like that?
2: So my um, so my Instagram is J Rose Jaleek. So it's J R O S E, J A L I Q U E. And then um, you know, if you're interested in some young adult ministry, um, I would definitely check out Coram Deo. Um, so if you want to check out their Instagram, it's C R M, D E O underscore dsj so that's quorum deo diocese of san jose because we do want to emphasize that this movement as much as it's being led by you know a passionate group of young adults um, it is very much in collaboration with the diocese of san jose um, working along with robbie and sandra so um, also if you are close to saint francis of assisi check us out we're sfoa north star yam young adult ministry so
0: yeah, check them out if you wanna. If you wanna check out any of those three, so again, it's Coram Deo's Instagram, um, North Star Young Adult Ministry, and then Jenny Rose's personal Instagram as well.
1: So as we have done in the past, guys, we share a testimony from one of our listeners, one of you guys. Um, we have a wonderful testimony this this week. Um, this this person, it is anonymous, of course. This person has such a way with words. As I was reading this, I was like, this is this is poetry. Um, So Kevin is going to share this person's testimony.
0: So this, this person stated, Right now, the Holy Spirit is moving patiently. Patiently in the sense where a secular version of me might have said, He's not here. Throughout my life, God and his holy saints and angels have acted miraculously, in one instance literally saving me from death. It's spoiling to have experienced this. Today I'm going through a dry season and on the verge of falling through. But because he has worked so voraciously before, I'm confident Jesus is working on something for me, refining and working on all the imperfections. I have not been in the state of grace for the longest time, and I continuously falter and often accuse myself of being a wolf in sheep's clothing. Discerning between what voice is God's and which isn't is still difficult. But in my daily struggles, there's a whisper in my heart that keeps telling me, don't doubt what I have already done for you. Rather than sweeping my failures under the carpet, his love and his mercy calls out to me daily, pushing me to approach him in all my vulnerability. Even in my stubbornness and unwillingness, I still feel the pull of his charity. The miracle is simple. His agape has touched my heart so fully that even when I feel like I'm falling out, the desire to come back home to him is even stronger. Wow. Whoever sent this, whoever submitted this, thank you so much. You are very well.
1: You have such a way with words. Yeah, well spoken. And I I felt all that imagery. And what, what struck me about that is despite your struggles, despite your hardships and, and feeling maybe distant from God, is that you are yearning to come to him like a child. Definitely. And you are fighting, absolutely battling through those struggles to reach for Christ and knowing knowing in your heart, despite you maybe not feeling him close to you, knowing in your heart of hearts that he is still there.
0: Yeah. Just keep on. I I, I, underst- I see that. It's amazing that you recognize that throughout all of that, that God is still there, mm. and God is reaching out to you. And it's the miracle is simple, like you said. His agape has touched my heart so fully that even when I'm falling out, the desire to come back home to Him is even stronger. That was beautifully said. Um, and just know that we're here an, in the podcast, and I hope our listeners will continue to pray for you. Mm, um, Amen. And we'll yeah continue to pray for you. And you're not you're just know you're not in this alone. You know, um, even yeah. though this is anonymous, that. Um, We don't know your name, but God God does. You're known. You're fully known. Um, Never forget that.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your vulnerability with us. If you would like to submit a testimony, you can do so at the link in our bio on our Instagram. Yeah, feel free to share what God is doing in your heart. Feel free to share what God is doing in your life, either currently or has done in the past. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing your testimonies and how God is just... Making miracles happen in
0: in the lives of you guys. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. This has been Modern Day Disciples.
1: Make sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at MDD Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at MDD Pod. Happy Sunday. And get your booty Booty to 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 church. Bye. Wait, are you guys still here?
0: Why does this happen every
1: time? Every week, guys, you end up here with us it's like you don't like saying goodbye
0: (laughs) we don't either but we should probably get to church
1: we should probably go now bye